the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Pressing towards the goal. Next on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. I don't know about you, but I find it easy to find myself complacent at times. Lazy, spiritually speaking. It's easy to leave off prayer, fasting, and everything that goes along with the vibrant life in Christ. I mean, we've got to be honest about ourselves and about our walk with Christ, right? Sin does that. Our flesh does that. So how do we overcome it? What is the encouragement we find in Scripture? Glad you asked. We have the answer out of Philippians 3 pressing towards the goal. Won't you join us as we find encouragement together? With today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, our teacher and pastor. Here now is Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Open your Bible to the book of Philippians chapter 3, and I want to share something with you that I think uh, is really going to bless you in terms of our, our walk with God. You know, there is a pressing aspect to us becoming everything that God wants us to become. I think sometimes we fail to realize that um, there are things that God wants, is going to do for you, and there are things that God wants you to do. And primarily, it involves your will. And we're going to see here in Philippians chapter 3 that Apostle Paul, on several occasions, used the word press in a powerful way to describe his pursuit of God. His pressing towards the goal. And this is what I want to talk to you guys about this this afternoon is pressing towards the goal. What does this look like and why is it so important for us? And this to me, saints, it involves your will. Your will is involved in this. Philippians chapter three, verse 12. Apostle Paul says this. He says, not that I have already attained or am already perfect are complete, mature, he says, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ has also laid hold of me, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ has laid hold of me. In essence, what he's saying is I want to get what God has ordained for me to get. This is the reason why he got a hold of me, that I might get a hold of this. And so for all of us, We have to understand that he says in verse 13, he says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. He says, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. And then he says it again. He says, I press. Somebody say press. The word press here in the Greek. I love this. Um, It it. It means to pursue, it says, but also to pursue in a good sense. And then I like this. Uh, It's something that, I like this, he says, 
It means to follow or press hard after to pursue with earnestness and diligence in order to obtain. It means to pursue. So all of us in our hearts and our minds, and we're going to define what we're pursuing here. He says to pursue, he says, with earnestness and diligence in order to obtain. And I like this to go after with the desire of obtaining. So I have to go after this. I have to pursue it with a desire of obtaining it. It's something that I have to, and I like it, have to press hard after. Well, God's not saying that he's going to do this for you. He's saying this is something that you have to do. And a lot of times when we're talking about Christianity, we, we tend to remove our responsibility and part and aspect that God is requiring of us from the equation. But at the end of the day, God wants you and I to take our will and to begin to go after what God has laid hold of us for. And as we do this, his super gets upon our natural to obtain it. But there has to be a willing heart. Amen. And so Apostle Paul clearly states here. He says, brother, I do not count myself to have apprehended verse 13. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. He says, I press. He says, toward the goal. He says, for the prize. He says, of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And then he says this, therefore, let us, as many as are mature, are of age, have grown. He says, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal this even to you. And so when I look at this, and I wrote about this um, a few months ago, he says in verse 14, I press toward the goal for the prize. So what this tells me is that the goal is not the prize. He says, I press toward the goal for the prize. He defines what the prize is. He says the prize is the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. But there's a difference between the goal and the prize. And a lot of times when we're going through life, we fail to realize, we don't see very clearly that God, when he's dealing with all of us in life, there's a place that he wants to get to. And as we get to that place, then we get the prize. But what is the place? You know, the goal of Christianity is not just for us to go to heaven. The goal of Christianity is, is not just for us to, you know, have prosperity and be blessed and have things or to experience just joy and peace and happiness, all these other things. I want to tell you very, very clearly and without question and without reservation that the goal for Christianity is for you and I to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus Christ from glory to glory. Can I have an Amen. Apostle Paul said, for I am crucified with Christ, but nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And so what happens is we have to realize that at the end of the day, that there is a goal. And the goal for my life is not just to have stuff and things and all this other phylactery. The goal is for me to become more like him, that I might be an imitator of God as a dear child of God. And that his likeness would be reflected in me and that I would begin to reflect the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And so when I'm walking through life, as I'm going through life, as you and I are going through life, or when Apostle Paul was going through life, this was his heart. He said he was crucified with Christ, but nevertheless he lived. This was his passion to become like him, that, that 
that Christ in me is the hope of glory. Amen. That is Christ in us. That is the goal. And so when we're thinking about our Christianity, we have to measure ourselves by the standard of Christ, not just by the standard uh, or, or let me say it like this, not just by somebody else that's sitting next to us in the pew. Amen. Because the standard ultimately is Christ. Am I reflecting him? Am I beginning to think? The Bible says I have the mind of Christ. Am I reflecting him in the way that I'm thinking? Is my lifestyle about him? Apostle Paul said, not that I've apprehended, but one thing I do. He says, I forget those things which are behind me. And he says, I press. I'm diligent about this. I'm going after this. I am pursuing this. He says, I press toward the goal. My will is involved in saying, God, I want you to become reflected in my life in such a way that at the end of the day, I may ultimately receive the prize. But I have to know what the goal is. For some of us, we come to Christ and the goal is, well, I I want God to fix my marriage or I want God to do this. I don't. But do we want God to take over our lives? Do we want the Lord Jesus Christ to be fully formed in the way I think, in my heart, in my pursuits, in my passions, in my desires? Is this is that Christ is all-consuming in my life, that he becomes the source of everything that I am in life and everything that I want in life, that it's not about just stuff, because stuff comes and goes, but it's him. Do I want him in me? Can I have an amen, saints? This is the passion that we have to have, and it has to become a pursuit. God, I want you in my attitude. Uh-huh, I didn't get any amens on that one. See, you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? I want you in my attitude. I want you in the way that I go about raising my kids. I want you in my marriage. I want you in what I, where I go and where I don't go. I want Christ to be, this is the goal, that I become more like Jesus. And for so long in Christianity, we paint the, well, God's, you know, God, well, hey, listen, let's define what we're really after. What are we really after here? Some people have given their life to Christ and they don't really know what the goal of Christianity is really about. They just think if I, it's just the great by and by. It's just going to heaven. But the goal is not just the heaven. The goal is, the goal is to become more like him. God, make me, Lord Jesus, make me more like you. I want to have compassion like you had compassion. I want to have love like you have love. I want to be diligent the way you were diligent. I want to I want to make sure that I handle affairs the way you would do it. I want to in every area of my life. Lord, I want you. You have become my standard. You have become the prototype for everything that we're doing in life. And saints, trust me, at the end of the day, if we can get our goal right then everything else will fall into place. But what happens is, right now, most people don't even know what the goal is. What is the goal? The goal is Jesus. That we will be like him. That we will reflect him. That when Jesus is no longer just in the, on the pages, now Jesus is really alive in us. He's in my thoughts. He's in my heart. He's in my pursuits. He's in my passions. That everything about Jesus is about Jesus. But for some, unfortunately, saints, this becomes an issue. But for Apostle Paul, it was not an issue. He was clear. He said in verse 14, I press 
toward the goal, he says, for the prize. Somebody say the prize. He says, for the prize, and then he says, of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So now he defines the prize. It's the upward call that when the glory of Christ, which is revealed in you, meets the glory of Christ that's revealed in him at his return, the Bible says, in a moment, in the twinkling of the eye, the Bible says that you shall be changed. Glory, when glory hits glory, you shall be changed. And that's when we get caught up to meet him in the air. That's when our union and our, and our, and our coming together is full and is complete. Then we experience the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, we know that's the ultimate prize, that I'm going to be with him forever. He's going to be with me. He's going to call me up to himself. We know that, but at the end of the day, it starts with us lining up with the goal, and that is reaching the goal. I want to be more like him. And if I'm pursuing him, see, the thing I love about this, Apostle Paul did, never said that he never said that when you, and I want to say this the right way, for Apostle Paul, the pursuit of it, the pursuit of it is what God is looking for. The pursuit of it. Now listen to what I'm saying here. If your whole life you have pressed toward the goal for the prize, we don't know when, when Jesus is returning, but we do know when he does return, we want to be pressing towards the goal. He said, not that I've apprehended, but one thing I do. Not that I've apprehended, but one thing I do. And for all of us, not that we've apprehended, but one thing we do. We press toward the mark for the prize. So what happens is for all of us, it has to be a lifelong pursuit because ultimately we know Jesus is going to return. We're going to have the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. But what is the goal? And are we pursuing it? Is it our lifestyle? And do we long long to experience this on a day-to-day basis but then he takes it a step further saints he says this he says in verse 14 i press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of god in christ jesus and then look he says therefore let us as many as are mature he says have this mind i believe us having this mindset is a matter of maturity Having this mindset is a matter of maturity. He says, have this mind, and if anything you think otherwise, God, he says, will reveal this to you. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, he says, have this mind. I think this is, a, this is something that happens in Christianity as we begin to grow and mature in God. The things that we used to long for when we first got saved our pursuits begin to change the more you mature. You know, you know when you were a little kid, you just wanted bubble gum. You didn't care about no, no green beans, no, no broccoli. I got four kids. We watched, I mean, if, if my wife would do it, they would eat. What would they eat, honey? They'd be eating all kinds of bubble gum, candy, lollipops. They did, ooh, that's a good meal. But you know, that sometimes we, that's what happens with us in our spirituality. We know when you first get saved, you're not thinking about becoming more like Jesus. You think about, okay, God, you got to get me out of debt, and you got to help me with this. And man, I got to, I think, he's going, oh, are he going to church? He going to church? I'm going too. You know, maybe we're going to get married. We, we think about all kinds. Come on now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We don't always come to church for the right reasons. What happens is, what happens for all of us, but the more, 
you begin to come, the more you get closer to God, the more those things that you used to value and see as things that were beneficial to your growth and your success and, and all that you're going to accomplish as a Christian, before long, you start looking back and say, why did I think that was important? He says, but as many as ever mature, he says, have this what? Mind. Your mind starts to change. And all those things are good, but after a while, as you walk with Christ, things begin to be simplified and your focus gets honed and you start realizing that the thing that really is the goal in all of this is to become like him. You start, we, we, love, we love all the different aspects of ministry. The elders becoming a minister, learning about the apostolic and the prophetic and deliverance and prayer and all those things are necessary and they're a part of the equation. But what happens is the closer you get to God, everything begins to get simplified to the point where we get to the place where we realize that at the goal is ultimately to be like him is to know him, to be transformed into his image. And, and, and that's what God is really trying to forge in my life. All these things are good, but this is what he's trying to forge in my life. And the more you start to mature in Christ, the simpler things your pursuits become. Can I have an amen? The simpler your pursuits become. After a while, you're not really thinking about. And you see this, even people that are older in age, they start getting in their older age. I won't say a name, I won't say a number, but you know what I mean, but people that start getting older, you see, they don't want to, man, they just want to just have a little rocking chair and some soda and a little, and just, go ahead, young buck, you go ahead. After a while, you're not thinking about, you know, we got to do this, we got to go home. Woo, hallelujah. You know, you just, uh-huh, you just, after a while, the more you get, the older you get in Christ, the more you realize it's not about the rat race. It's not about the next conference and the next this and the going there. The closer you get to God, you just love sitting at his feet, amen, and just getting to know him and you're maturing and, and you got the mind. The people that have this mind, he says, this is this mature sign, this sign of maturity. And for us, um, we want to develop this particular mindset that the pursuit, I'm going after this because this is the goal that's necessary for me to get the prize. And Apostle Paul, he puts his finger on this, and then I like what he says in verse 15. He says, therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind, and if anything you think otherwise, he says, God will reveal this to you. And I think when we're pressing and we're learning to walk with God and we're trying to get to the goal, after a while, God will begin to show us areas where we've been kind of distracted and what our pursuits have been. And it's amazing how God has a way of taking things away or adding things or pushing us in the corner or silencing us or telling us to be quiet or can I have an amen? Because God's trying to show us your pursuits are off and God reveals them to us. And I think we have to be open to that, that God show me an area in my life where it's a distraction. My pursuits were off. It's a sign of a lack of maturity because I'm going after things that ultimately they may be nice things and there's nothing wrong with me desiring these things. But as long as they don't take away from my overall pursuit and that is you and becoming more like you. Amen. But let's take it a step further. Let's go to first Corinthians chapter nine. Because we know that we're pressing towards the, the towards the mark or towards the goal for the prize. But then in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he begins to help us to understand how we go about doing this so that we do it in such a way 
that we could obtain what God is wanting us to obtain. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 on down to 27. He says in verse 24, he says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? He says, run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. He says, therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. He says, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become, he says, disqualified. And now this is awesome. He says in verse 24, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize. And look what he says. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And I think as we're going through this, and Paul twice we see here in Philippians, and then we see in 1 Corinthians, we see very clearly that he uses this. Understand that Apostle Paul, during this particular time, the Roman Empire was big, the Olympic game, all this type of stuff was big. It was something that he saw, and he used something culturally that was on display to make a spiritual point. And for all of us here, it's the same thing. We're pressing towards the goal for the prize, but he says that we should run in such a way that we may obtain it. Think about it. you've, You've shown me the goal. We know through the scripture that the goal, we want to become like Jesus. That's why Jesus died, that we might reflect him. We might become our, we could get to know him. We'd be transformed into his image and likeness from glory to glory. We know that. But how do I run in such a way that I might, I might obtain that? How many track athletes here in this room? Raise your hand if you ran track. Come on, just raise your hand. You might not have been fast. I'm not saying you're fast. I'm just saying you ran. Okay, I'm not saying you're fast. You just ran, you know what I mean? So you ran. Let me ask you this. If you're going to become fast in the 400 meters, that's one lap around the track, do you train by just doing 100-meter dashes? Say I want to be fast in the mile. Do I just focus on the 200? Well, I think sometimes when we're thinking about our walk with Christ, we know what the goal is, and now what we have to do is we have to learn how to run in such a way that we might obtain it. We have to run in such a God, primarily, through this book, teaches us how to run in such a way that we might reach the goal that we're looking to reach. This book defines the way in which we might we need to run to obtain what we're looking for. It defines it. Through his word, God teaches us how, how to live. He teaches us how to consecrate ourselves. He teaches us how to pray. He teaches us how to fast. He teaches us how to seek his face. He teaches us how to remain humble. He teaches us how to resist the devil that he might flee from us. He teaches us how to resist temptation and overcome temptation. He teaches us how to overcome pride. He teaches us how to overcome lust. He teaches us how to overcome anything that would hinder us from reaching the goal that we are seeking to obtain and to reach in life. Amen? 
teaches us about relationships. It teaches us about healing. It teaches us about deliverance. It teaches us about spiritual warfare. This Bible teaches us about everything that we need to know about obtaining the prize and reaching the goal that God wants us to reach. I mean, it's amazing. This thing, this Bible could teach us. It teaches us about how to raise our children the way in which we need to, how to manage resources, how to everything that we need to do. But why is it it is so hard to read this? I have one word. The devil. Yeah, and I'm going to say that too. And laziness. That's it. It's the only reason why we have such a hard time because the devil when we get ready to read, the devil whispers in our ear, you know, that's not good, that's boring. Then a the, uh, sleepy spirit will come on us. Saints, but what happens is this. The devil, he doesn't want us to hear the word of God. Because he knows that this is going to teach us how to run in such a way that we might obtain the prize. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there, as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. I would invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on His truths during this time and remembering that God is in control and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless.